Hello and welcome to the Cognitive Engineering Podcast produced by me, Fraser McGrew, for Aleph Insights. In this series of podcasts, we take a look at interesting topics and discuss what we think they tell us about analysis and decision-making. I'm here with Peter Coghill, Chris Ragg and Nick Hare of Aleph Insights. And this week, we're discussing celery. Go for it, Nick. Yeah, well, I mean, you're all familiar with celery. It's a, a you know, sort of abundant, hate, hate the stuff, popular, but, but, you know, but niche vegetable. Uh, well, you, you say you hate it, and I think most people um, don't like eating it. Uh, it really isn't particularly tasty, no matter what you put on it. The only way to make it tasty is making it really unhealthy, and that's negating the point of celery. Um, but you know, it's absolutely essential in some foods, in stews and things. You've got to put celery in Uh you know to get it gives it there's an underlying sort of base glutamate taste which you you know you need celery for it's a fundamental ingredient in um you know various uh regional cuisines and so on so anyway the other the other week i was doing that and i bought a celery uh lump you know i don't know what the word is but a big you know bulb of celery bunch. a bunch of celery and uh it was huge i mean like celery always is right celery comes in bunches of what 10 sticks or something way more than you'd ever want to eat i mean you know the rate of celery consumption can never be high enough to 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 use up one of those things um but i did my best and i made some celery salt with the leaves for example um and um you know i've now got the problem of having too much celery salt but the point is that you you know celery comes in portions that are way too big and uh you know why why do why are they selling me way more celery than i need okay so I think the answer is, I don't know about celery, but let's talk about celery salt for a minute. Yeah. Is the, there's no way the retailers would ever make a living if they were to sell celery salt in the levels that people needed. And so, so one, one pot is enough to last a lifetime. Well, I, I'm now finding uses for it. So it's quite nice sprinkled on toast, on buttered toast. In fact, look, basically, um, celery salt you can use in place of salt. So I, you know, actually, I've discovered since getting into the whole celery salt scene yeah. that there's more there's more uses for it than you'd think, and they generally just use it in place of salt for for fun, really. You're a celery salesman's uh, dream, yeah, you I are, aren't so. you? It's yeah, <laughs> they saw you coming. Um, well, okay, so I've tried to answer the question, but let, I'll open it to others as well, Peter. Well, I mean, I I do I like celery raw and in other forms. Uh, so I eat a lot of You're celery. fooling yourself. So I, fi- I sometimes find actually that celery is not big enough because I have it nearly every day in Bloody salads. Bloody hell. What? Um, but it's also... I On average, like, you're getting enough celery. Yeah. I, I chuck it in nearly everything. So if I make a bolognese sauce, I'll put finely chopped celery into it. Yeah, it's that. meant that's to be okay. in there, which that's I've never okay. understood. That's okay. Yeah, you can put... Yeah. You, that's and authentic, putting celery in bolognese. Or uh, sauce in a... Um, uh, yeah, just any kind of... A ragu. A ragu. A ragu yes, sauce. Exactly, any kind of yeah. tomato sauce goes in there. Um, but yeah, so... But I think um, it, I, some, I, I, get, I get the same thing, the same problem with other things. Mm. So bread, for example, is you can buy half loaves of bread, but then they're, they're never quite as big. They never, they're not the right. Never quite as big that half loaf, is it? No, they're never quite as big, but they're not, not quite the right dimensions for a piece of toast loaf. They're always s- s- shorter and squatter. Um, uh, and as a single person, I can never get through a whole loaf of bread unless mm. I freeze the thing. Yeah. So I have a similar lumpiness problem yeah. with uh, other other things. I, I, you see, I, th- I think the the key criteria for uh, things that get wasted is um, 
this sort of indivisibility, the the, the lumpiness. So you, you can't really get smaller amounts of celery. I suppose they could sell you an individual stick or whatever. Yeah, why the hell don't they, don't they do that? Because they do that with cucumbers. Right. Yeah. There's a revival. There's a sort of um, new. Um... But you can buy individual bananas, for example. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but but well, I've got some data on food waste, which, which yeah. will shock you. And, in, and indeed, this front. is really what we want to talk about. Yeah, we want yeah, to talk yeah, about no, exactly. waste. But so the things, the, the 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 criteria, I think, particularly for food waste, are the indivisibility uh, and um, low cost of the of the item. So c- celery, you know. Y- to sell a small amount of celery wouldn't necessarily be financially viable. You have to sell it in sufficient sufficient chunks. Um, and also perishability is, perishability, is critical, right? Because yeah. if you could leave celery in your fridge for a year, you'd eventually use all your all your celery. Which is kind so of how I, it works with celery salt. But anyway, but uh, yeah. nonetheless, I agree there's a, a link with perishability. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, so looking at the data on food waste, um, and there is quite a lot uh of there's a there's various studies of of this and um uh including the seminal and highly recommended study into household food and drink waste in the uk mm. by uh, uh the waste and action resources waste resources and action program rap rap As known, wait yeah. i'm gonna yeah. give you a quick prediction and they go on i think the big one is lettuce and i'm going to say something insane like 75% of all lettuce is is, is um, waste well anyway. okay i can give you so, so uh, actually so they they yeah they they've categorized it so we can't quite drill into individual food items as okay. such well and actually i i'm just checked and you're wrong right I, they they do have it broken down actually by fruit and veg um but um just first of all numbers raw numbers according to uk harvest the mo- most wasted foods in the uk are potatoes Right? Guess how many potatoes we throw out per day? I, you... I know the answer to this. Okay, so... what do you think, Fraser? In, 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 across yeah, the whole uh, of the UK? In the UK, as... yeah. A million. A million. Six million potatoes. Wow. 24 million slices of bread. Six That's million annually. glasses of milk. Annually, the potatoes. No, it's per day. Okay. So it can't per... be annually. Six million. That would only be one potato out of every 10 people. I per know. Year. But in... Okay. I, I mean, the six study. Yeah, no, I agree. Uh, that does, but six million. It, it amounts to, in total, um, I, uh, data I have in the well in Europe as across Europe as a whole. Uh, consumer waste. This is not production waste, which is actually significantly higher. Mm. Uh, about ninety kilos per person. Um, interestingly, sub-Saharan Africa, it's five kilos per person. So is that now that per annum? In all, uh, all, that's per year. Yeah. Okay. So looking at the um, uh, at the um, uh, food groups absolutely top of the list no doubt about it uh fresh veg and salads right where around about two million tons per year uh is is wasted in the uk uh and they they reckon that um uh, about sort of one about a million of that about half of it is is avoidable possibly avoid avoidable oh sorry no Nearly all of it is avoidable or possibly avoidable. Um, and then it's then it's drink is the next category. Fresh fruit, bakery, um, meals, etc. So there's, uh, you know, so that's pre-prepared meals and so on. And then everything else is quite small. Meat and fish, dairy and eggs are up there. But most of the other stuff is is quite small in terms of tonnage. Looking at the actual drilling into the individual vegetables. Mm. So... Um, Potatoes dominate here, right? So nearly all the waste is basically potatoes. And it's something like uh, nearly 800 
thousand tons per year of potatoes are wasted and they think nearly all of that is avoidable or possibly avoidable and then and then it's mixed vegetables onions the humble carrot cabbages lettuces are the sixth most wasted in terms of tons so yeah um so yeah you've got and and so in terms of uh, avoidability obviously there are things like um things like tea bags and peelings mm. but there's also that's about there's about 19 percent of waste about 20 percent of waste is unavoidable because people have preferences so that's things like potato skins bread crusts fish skins you could eat them but you don't want to and the, the other 61 percent of food waste is apparently avoidable right. so there we are so so there's a lot of food being thrown out and yes it is uh largely fresh fruit and vegetables Okay, uh, but are uh, you were wrong about it being cabbage uh, lettuce based? Yeah, I'm really surprised in, about the potatoes. Mainly potatoes. In Norway, apparently, it's bananas. Bananas are the big thing that get thrown away. In yeah. Now the question is, do yeah. the Norwegians buy their bananas in in pre prepared bunches? Because if they bought them one by one, we're, yeah, I mean, we're well, throwing out one and a half million bananas actually, a day. Because yeah. I have a banana every morning with my breakfast. Yeah. And trying to keep a banana banana. Um, cycle going the banana is quite difficult yeah, because you obviously they ripen yeah, pretty quickly it's tricky uh so you've got to have some green ones on the go and you've got to have some you know riper ones and you're using them every day it's it actually requires three banana trips a, a week to keep a, a banana cycle it's, it's yeah, quite difficult you're barely, you're barely paying for it in the calories expended that's right by consuming those bananas yeah. I might as well just stay at home. Just and, cut the bananas and, out yeah, altogether. Yeah. yeah. You mean holding down that cycle and a full time job as well? It's not, I know. You it's, know. It's, it's tricky. It's <laughs> yeah. Tricky. Um, Peter, any thoughts at this stage? Uh, yeah. They, well, there, there is. You'll be glad to hear a, 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 a rediscovery of an old way of shopping that might be solving this. Oh, Certainly okay. In response to the cons- the cons- the um, convenience shopping and the more more smaller trips to shops, the decline in the weekly shop. Um. I, I I spotted one the other day. Actually, I happened to stop in a get for a coffee in a coffee shop that was doing this very thing, which is zero waste mar- uh, markets. So back to the old stage, where you, back to the old style of shopping, where rather than buy a kilo of flour or a kilo of rice, you go in with your own container and you buy as much of the thing that you want um, from from loose. So you stick your sticker. Uh, scoop into the bag mm. and pull out how, whatever how much how much you want um which is positive because then this is driven really by the trying to cut down packaging waste yeah, was, rather yeah. than uh anything else but it could solve the is problem. it more costly on to the consumer or not well it's going to be more costly it's probably well to the consumer depends how the cost is passed on because it's going to cost more to store and to provide your goods like this there's probably going to be more potential wastage on the on the um retailer side i would imagine um and if you if it's sort of perishable stuff that needs to be handled properly and put into containers properly then yeah you're going to need more staff and things to to provide that kind of but also just thinking through for the consumer in theory it might be the case that it it costs more per uh by weight or per but in theory, let's say if you're like an average family, you're you're not throwing away sixty percent, let's say, and so in theory, it's even if it looks like it costs more, it doesn't. Um, it would be a good way. Of, it'd be an easy way to hide cost. Easy way of bumping the price without people without making it harder for people to compare the price. Yeah. The, the problem I have, right, is um, baked beans. Right. So baked beans. Um, 
they do a 150 gram tin of baked beans, right? The little small baked beans. It's a one portion thing. Just to is, say, it's not I'm one portion. It's half a portion. Well, hold on. I am a huge baked bean fan. Yeah. Right? I often have debates with my family about what my last meal would be. Um, and baked beans is a frequent okay, sort of well, you'll appearance. Be, so you'll be in I'm on this. all yeah. ears. I okay, want to hear all right. about this. So, so for that tin, uh, 150 grams is about between 50 and 60p, say. For the 415 gram full-sized baked bean tin, which is, you know, nearly three times as much, 75p. So tiny increase in, in price. Now, obviously, that's more wasteful financially for me as a as a purchaser, but also in terms of packaging, you know, the, the surface area per bean of, of packaging is probably probably going up. But nonetheless, I buy the, um, the smaller uh, packets of beans because I don't, I, that's what I want to consume my my beans in. So I think I think there's a consumer willingness there. Otherwise, the, I just put the chuck, beans in a bowl. Put them in a bowl. I don't put them want in them fridge. in a bowl. That's manky. I don't like that. I like. Well, it. see, there you go. Your weird preferences. You're I just, mean, what you're saying is true. Just so just Westerner. this thing about one person, um, one person versus multiple people, and so on, and the economies of scale of that. Definitely borne out by the facts in that single person households waste on average 140 kilos of food per year, uh, but four people only waste on average per person about 80 kilos each. And apparently adding children doesn't make any significant difference there. So ch- having children or not, or you know, four grown-ups versus two grown-ups and two children, roughly the same. Uh, age of occupants uh, also doesn't... I mean, I know we might think of as old people as being somehow more careful or coming from an age where you didn't waste food, but that's bullshit. Mm. Then they're just as likely to waste food as, as, as millennials are. Mm. Um, so, yeah. In, in, I mean, what Chris is describing there is, I think, one of the drivers here, isn't it? Yeah, he's not willing to to under to put aside his disgust of putting beans in a bowl. Yeah. Whereas I, I think I'm yeah. I'm fa- I'm a fanatical food waste reducer. I mean, I try I hate throwing food out, so I just use it up. I'll you eat you, it. Make the, I eat it. So if there's something that's kind of going off, or which has passed its sell by date by a day or two, I'll cook it and find something I can cook it like a recipe that I can use that thing. That's in. kind of the the the, hate... the um the like the sunk cost fallacy almost, isn't it? Of of you know there are two two kinds of waste. One is that you don't want to um you don't want to spend more than you have to on something. Uh, the other is that you insufficiently use what you've already spent and that if you've if you've um prepaid for something, you're more inclined uh to use that because it's free because um, it's free exactly. i mean it is free that's not irrational that's it's free at the point no, 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 to finish those to finish that 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 bean peter um anything well uh, i i for i kind of with my technocratic head on i foresee yeah there's a blockchain solution out there surely peter celery is a service well this yeah. is going to be well, yes it's, yeah so i so i I'd you're like... into your pulses by the way aren't you and, I do like and pulses, your yeah, beans and, and yeah put them in salads and all sorts yeah. of things yeah uh but yeah so I, I think the way that technology and the way that consumer technology is going, I can foresee a uh, a sort of answer or something that will help reduce the, the, the waste. So imagine, yeah, celery as a service. Mm. So if you had a if you had a system where that your fridge intelligently monitored your celery usage, could predict when you next need your next need a celery delivery, plus add um, micro delivery services, perhaps delivered by drones, etc., cetera, etc., cetera, that just plop through your door or even loaded the back of your fridge automatically for you when you need new celery mm. Pl- linked to your diary so you can plan your um your meals and what you're going to eat there's always going to be enough 
just enough fresh celery delivered into your fridge just when you need it. Yeah, I mean, I think I, 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 I pick up... Well, by the way, it should be called cucumber. No, it shouldn't. Okay, so uh, I, I get where Peter's coming from, but there is... And, and that would no doubt work. But there is inherent lumpiness, which means that waste is going to be unavoidable. And I mean, one one obvious well, even thing is cons- you can't bloody grow a celery on demand, right? So the celery quantities have to be decided at the point of sowing, and it's not for months later that you actually get the celery. So there's like right from the off, you've got this source of my five-year you know, plans never work. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so you've got you know you so you've got this issue of of sort of intertemporal problems of 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 you know growing stuff in terms of anticipated demand. Well, that's always that's going to create you know. Well, technology itself could, you know, at the point at which we have sort of instantly growing organic matter or, you know, 3D printing of beef or something. I think you just just get very good at optimizing the the scheduling problem. So if if you have, if you have, uh, if you're, if there's a, if the consumer rate of use of celery backs up and you're growing too much celery, then... You convert more celery into sources that keep longer. Yeah, I mean the price. Yeah. The price will moderate that. But I'm just saying there's there's real life yeah. imperfection, and I mean you know things like um, the uh, you know okay you can't I mean you can't um, grow a quarter of a chicken, right? You can't kill a quarter of a chicken. I don't know if you know that. You have to. You can eat a quarter of a chicken. Consumption is smooth-ish. And and production you is could lumpy. Kill a quarter of a yeah, chicken. and there are also the economies of scale, yeah. real life physical ones. Like if you're transporting goods, it, it's better to have a one full lorry than five, you know, one fifth full lorries. You know, it's just yeah. it, it, and, and, it, there and are real life things that make the real world lumpy, and that lumpiness is you know is is imperfect when it comes and, to trying and, to and, match. And consumption even where that production. lumpiness doesn't exist, there is still a commercial pressure to sell in lumps right so take something like um your mobile phone data usage right there's no particular requirements presumably why you have to i know there are pay as you go um uh, sort of services but generally people buy their bundle and they're looking at all these transferring of things but that that is presumably to sell you more stuff than you actually need it's why there's six bags of crisps in a multi-pack right you know um people have one a day in their packed lunch or something but mm. you know let's chuck an extra one in there because they'll probably eat it on the saturday then and we'll sell them more crisps so that they you know the producers both have their own uh pro- production reasons and logistical reasons for why they need to move things around in lumpy qualities but also we're being driven to they're trying to force us to consume more of whatever it is. And, and that's what's happened, actually, in confectionery with things like Cadbury selling you... Uh, you can now get bags of whisper chocolates and things like that and other things that actually the the bit you're getting is actually smaller, but they're selling you into a, uh, into a larger... Um, yeah, the, larger, larger package, the effectively. Thing. So, yeah. So maybe, maybe there's maybe there's been a celery arms race between supermarkets selling you ever larger bunches of celery. They certainly, certainly changed the colour of celery. Celery used to be more white, kind of pasty colour. Well, I mean, I that's can... a good point. Organic, organic products w- wait, are, <laughs> are um, designed for, you know, con- consumer behaviour. So apples get bigger, grapes get sweeter. There's, there's no reason, presumably, why they couldn't grow a stick of celery if they put enough resource into, you know, sort of genetically modifying it. Yeah, I yeah. mean, part of the problem... So we uh, only briefly touched on you know waste at the production and retail end which is actually about twice twice as much as the waste at consumer end so you know it's and that is um you know people 
basically supermarkets chucking stuff out or not or not uh buying it and farms destroying it because it's you know lumpy weird shaped apples and you know fish that are not quite the right size and all of that kind of thing and i know there are there's always a tv chef it's usually hugh fernley whittingstall or jamie oliver will come on every couple of years and kick up a stink about this and supermarkets will go well from now on we're gonna sell ugly potatoes and because no people them. are idiots, no one buys them. Yeah. So we've only ourselves to blame for it's not it wouldn't be fair to blame producers for that because they really are giving people what they want. Yeah. It's a bit um, like... And it's people like him who won't who won't have a bean if it's been in a bowl. <laughs> yeah, it's, I, I, I want to return to that, actually. But, um, you yeah, know, it's a bit like McDonald's getting um, hassled for selling so much unhealthy stuff. And they said, OK, great. And they put more salads on their menu. A few months later, had to take them off because yeah, yeah, no one yeah. was buying them. Um, look, where do we want to... I mean, actually, we need to kind of wrap up, to be honest. I was, I thought we would go on to a few other bits and pieces to do with waste that was not to do with food. Um, but um, I, I think... Th- I think we skirted around that a bit. Yeah, we talked a little bit about mobile phone data. Um, actually, I do want to close it off with... Um, well, look, let, first of all, let's turn, return to this thing about baked beans, okay? Because that annoys me, Yeah, I don't me, know actually. what's going on there. Let's because all, I don't... So I, I, I always buy a big tin, or my wife does, um, and that's exactly two portions in there for my baked beans on toast, okay? Um, and, yeah, half it goes in the microwave, and the other half just goes in another bowl and cover it either with a plate or some other covering, and the only thing I don't like about it, it means that I then have to make sure I have baked beans twice in two or three days. That's the only thing I don't like about it. But I can kind of live with that. I, I don't like this sort of slightly sort of princess approach to like, no, I'm not having... How know. about this? I, I, I just stick it in a bloody tin, close the tin lid and stick it in the fridge. <gasps> yeah. I, I, well, what I, a, I put the, yeah. the, whole, the whole tin in one heat brew dish. Heat have it. the lot. Take what I want and then heat it again next time I want it. See, my mum would spaz out of that because she heard somewhere in the 1970s that you shouldn't reheat food. And and has she's just got this fixed idea that it's not the fact that the food is old and might have gone off that's the problem. It's the act of reheating it that somehow creates <laughs> toxins. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. yeah Pumps I mean, those bacteria yeah, up exactly. and get some, uh, yeah. Well, that's like rice is a big thing. I know people, you're not meant to reheat Well, rice. we talked about that, didn't we? Uh, in, I think in the Did context we? of risk. Okay. Because because everyone says, oh, that rice has been out for a couple of hours. You mustn't eat that. You'll die. I said so in the paper. And um, I don't know a single person, and I don't know anyone who knows anyone who's ever got this supposed yeah. rice, uh, deadly rice problem. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, so, yeah, I mean, I've, I eat... I eat you know weak old rice stuff and i'm yeah, still here right I eat so, it all the time yeah uh, however just for legal reasons we ought to say we're not certainly not <laughs> advocating yeah do not yeah. do that at home. De- definitely don't do that <laughs> yeah. so just very uh, yeah defend yourself chris i mean what's wrong with just beans in a bowl in uh, a fridge for well a bit? So, so a few things that, that, like when they come out of the they're obviously like really kind of vacuum packed in there and in a in a very sort of s- sterile environment when you get them out the the bowl and you put them into your own bowl i think part of the even if you seal it it's usually an imperfect seal and i think uh you get evaporation of the it's of never the as source. right so so I've got a solution a bit, for you they're they're a bit more dry um, they're a bit drier and uh they they some things going on with oxidization and the the skin they they get a slight custard you get custard skin they get slight um, yeah, I know. You stir it in and man up. But yeah. also, I tell you what, you're, you're right. But what you do is when you first pour them out, okay, I think the first pouring... You do it in a vacuum. 
His <laughs> the first the bit from the first half will be more juicy than the second half, and so therefore what you do is your first portion that you eat on the first day you have the second half well, as yeah, drier, but yeah, but so that the what, more juicy one goes into the fridge. It? Yeah, look, I, yeah. I'm going to shock. I know I shocked you with my leaving beans in the tin, but I'm going to blow your mind now. Okay, I actually drain the juice off beans when I open them. Okay, which kind of beans? Baked beans. What? I drain out the tomato sauce. There's always too way too much sauce. So you just have. So I drain it off, and I just have the beanie bit. And plus, I like my beans really, really overcooked. I like them practically mushy, like you know, refried beans. Um, uh, okay, so yeah. Well, I mean, there you are. That's just bizarre. I've got another tip for you. Yeah. If you, you store, might store your cans upside down. Assuming you've got oh. a really quick release, store them upside down. Then e- it's easy to pour the stuff out because the juice will be underneath and will run out rather than the beans all being stuck to the bottom of the tin. I knew there was a reason why we did these podcasts. That's well, yeah, brilliant. I mean, I think we I should like start that. doing lifestyle and food uh, yeah. podcasts yeah. instead. LF Insights influence. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Look, just to finish things off really briefly, slightly off topic, but I, I, I mentioned it earlier on. Yeah, baked beans on toast. Is, so, yeah, for crimes against podcasting, we've all been sentenced to death, okay? And so my personal last meal would either be uh, baked beans on toast um, or um, steak and chips, right? That would probably be be my last meal. Last meal? What would be your last meal? Well, I, I, I probably actually boringly steak and chips. I think that's the most common last meal actually in general. Or a Sunday but, lunch. Sorry, I forgot a Sunday yeah, lunch. No, Sunday um, but I would, I would, for me, it would be a, a cheeseburger. Good old-fashioned cheeseburger if steak and chips were off the menu. Cheeseburger and, in paradise. Is, uh... And I would, um, I, but it would have to be cooked by me because nobody else can do it right. Because, uh, you, you know, you get cheeseburgers from all gastro pubs now. They're always really thick. And I like to have a double cheeseburger where both burgers are quite a thin. Yeah, mm-hmm. I agree. Like the American that is, smash that, burger. Exactly. That is... Perfect burger. Makes yeah. sense. Right? Makes yeah. sense. Uh, Peter? Uh, well, either... Like a, a sort of Argentinian mixed grill with mm. literally every kind of meat on it, sweetbreads and everything, black pudding, anything, every kind of meat combination you can get on there. Uh, or some extremely old rice that will poison me so I can deny my execution <laughs> satisfaction. Yeah, go, aha. Yeah. yeah. Um, Chris? Yeah, well, I'd, I'd probably go for a sort of several week long banquet just to just to prolong my life a little bit. But uh, no, if I had to pick an actual, an actual uh, last meal, it would probably be a pie of some description. I think like a, a banquet for Chris would be like a bowl of peas per day. Yeah, that would be it. Yeah, a fresh yeah. bowl of beans. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, a fresh one, not one that's been yeah. put in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Skin. pie. Yeah, steak pie. Steak pie. Yeah. Mm. Oh, I mean, you know, just to get this, we. You mean a proper pie, right? With the with the with the pastry going all the way round, yeah. and yeah. not as I, I think there should be a law against pubs serving pies that are just a stew with a bloody pastry lid on. Yeah, there should be a law against that. Yeah, I, I don't I don't know how it's legal. It's not a pie. It's mm. not a pie. And it's got to be short crust pastry. It's and it's yeah, got yeah, to be short yeah. Oh, you know, you don't want flakes of puff pastry everywhere. Okay, gentlemen, thank you. Uh, we'll wrap up there um, thank you as always for listening to the Cognitive Engineering Podcast I'm Fraser McGrew we've been here with Peter Coghill Chris Rag, and Nick Hare of Aleph Insights until next time goodbye goodbye